Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked on Hurricanes on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today I am joined by Locked on Podcast Network OG, Chicago Wolves reporter extraordinaire, and drinking buddy, Sarah Avampato. How are you doing this afternoon? Doing pretty good. I feel like I can leave the podcast, but I can't ever leave the network. So <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you're not there uh, hosting the King show anymore, you are still very much a presence felt on the network, network wide, of course. <laughs> but the Carolina Hurricanes have had a lot of turnover this offseason. The Chicago Wolves are coming off winning a Calder Cup. And Technically, that is four straight Calder Cups for the Hurricanes organization because you had the Checkers uh, winning back in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2019. And then it was back to back to back for them because they didn't defend it uh, the next two seasons. Now the uh, now the Wolves won. So <laughs> technically, technically. Like uh, it's but, sneaky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they've had a lot of turnover on the Hurricanes side of things this offseason. So we're obviously expecting you know, some guys to be making the jump up uh, come training camp and regular season time. Last year, we saw Seth Jarvis kind of defy the odds, I guess you would say, of jumping straight from juniors to the NHL. Uh, and again, you know, most seasons there's going to be guys that make that jump, whether it be from juniors or AHL, whatever it may be, guys make the jump. And I want to talk about the guys on the Wolves that could be t- potentially making that jump uh, here in the next couple months. And we're going to start off by talking about the defensemen and the goalies. I say goalies in there because, you know, kind of got to throw them in there. Uh Obviously, I don't think Frederick Anderson and Antti Ranta are going anywhere unless we're able to pull off some blockbuster type <laughs> trade like the Panthers and Flames did mm-hmm. in the middle of the night last night. So they're not going to go anywhere. So Piotr and I forget the other goalie they just signed a while back. Those guys aren't going to be making the jump up. But I do feel that we very well could see Piotr maybe for a couple games this season because it's inevitable – yeah, these guys are probably going to need a break and we're probably going to need to call them up, especially, you know, with two goalies we got, they are a little injury prone. So we will see him at some point this year. I'm pretty confident in saying that. So moving on to the, unless you have thoughts on the goalies, moving over to the defenseman. Um, yeah, I mean, my, the, the only quick thought on the goalies is, yeah, I think that Coach Edkov is going to, you're going to see him. I mean, he already kind of got the trial by fire in the regular season, played some in the playoffs. Um, Zach, Zach Sachenko is who they signed as their other goalie. Uh, he was with the Sharks and the Barracuda last year. Didn't look good, but also the Barracuda were terrible. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't really have a good read on him. But it, it's it's Coach Atkov's net in, in Chicago. And I think that he's going to be the first guy to get the call up when needed. Yeah. Yeah. Very quick thoughts on that uh, for sure. But going over to the defenseman, the Hurricanes brought in Brent Burns, uh, their big uh, defenseman move. They also have Dylan Coghlan from Vegas now as well. So, you know, we had some turnover there. Tony D'Angelo is gone. Uh, Ian Cole is gone. So, you know, you kind of figure you're going to have to rework some guys there. Jake Gardner is also cleared to play hockey now. 
again after missing all of last season after having to have a multitude of surgeries and get fixed so he's back in the fold this year as of this recording it's looking like he's gonna be playing for the hurricanes we'll see if you know he gets shipped off somewhere because we don't really know but looking at the guys in chicago i do feel that out of all the guys that could potentially make the jump up i feel jalen chatfield is basically a lock there if anyone's going to it's going to be him because whenever the hurricanes were dealing with their covid situation Towards the end of 2021, when they had a lot of folks out, he caught he came up and he looked phenomenal. He looked absolutely ready to make that jump. Then, obviously, guys got better, came back, and he went back to Chicago. And he still looked great there as well. And he ended up signing, I believe, a two-year extension uh, shortly after that stint here in the NHL. So I think he's a lock for sure to be a guy that comes up. But who are some other names that stick out that we could potentially see suiting up for the Hurricanes rather than the Wolves next year? So the one name that, and there's a wrinkle in this one because there was a rumor that just came out on Twitter about this one, about uh, Joey Keane, who has mm-hmm. been in the organization for a little bit, uh, came over from the Rangers. I think he's a guy who it's kind of, this year should be his next big step. Uh, he's He got received the qualifying offer, hasn't signed anything yet, and there's a rumor that he might go to Russia. Uh, so if he does, that's a big question mark, but, you know, I think outside of Chatfield, I think that Joey Keene would be kind of the next guy up, um, in terms of players who, you know, the organization has invested in and, you know, probably wants to keep a part of, of the organization. You also have Max Lajoie who played some games, uh, not this year, but the year before, Mm -hmm. um, he's perfectly serviceable. If you need a guy to just come up and play, you know, your bottom pairing or something, I, I think he'd be fine. But uh, I think most of the rest of the defensemen are still a little too raw or they're guys who are just going to be AHL guys. Um, but I think, yeah, like you said, Chatfield is definitely the, the big name to watch for. I think he was pretty underwhelming in his previous stop. He was with the Canucks for a couple of seasons and didn't really uh, didn't, just didn't really put it all together. But uh, this past year with the Wolves, uh, really showed what he can do whenever he's at the top of his game. So I, I think that he's definitely the lock for, if not opening night, then first man up. Yeah, he was, again, one that really shined in his opportunity that he got last year. I think that really sealed his fate for getting that contract extension mm-hmm. that he got, for sure. And again, you know, should they move on from guys as well? Again, we mentioned Jake Gardner. Yeah, he's cleared, but do you still want him? Is he still a fit you right. know, with the way things have moved? Is he still a fit? Ethan Bear, he had a pretty underwhelming season last year. Uh, obviously, you know, he had long-term effects from COVID there affecting that. But again, I thought that him getting scratched for the entirety of the playoffs was, was not a good sign for his future in Raleigh. Maybe they bring him back. He does still have a lot of upside for sure, but that didn't look too good. And again, is he one that's going to fit this plan that they're trying to make right now? And I do think Jalen Chatfield could seriously be a guy that we could potentially see opening night if they move on from some of these guys for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, obviously, forwards are is going to be the one that everyone's questioning everyone's wondering about 
And we will talk about the forwards right after this quick break. Now, folks, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs, find all of your favorite sports and events, all at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Heck, we got Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor tonight. If you want to make any last minute bets for that you can do that rick flair's last match is coming up we also got SummerSlam next weekend a lot of big stuff going on with there with vince mcmahon retiring brock lesnar walking out of smackdown last night but being convinced to come back a lot of stuff going on there so bet online continues to be your top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, moving into the forward group, this is another spot where the Hurricanes have had some turnover. They obviously just traded for Max Pacioretty from Vegas, shipping off Stephen Lawrence. So you're going to have that hold there on your bottom six now. Marty Natchez, he hasn't signed an extension yet. I do feel that will get done, but you know, in time, but still something we're waiting on. So we got some holes there at the bottom. I think your top six, that's going to be what it is. Heck, Nino Niederreiter just signed with Nashville as well. So that's another hole uh, there in the middle six. So some names I've been seeing floating around, Jack Dury, he could be potentially making the jump up. Uh, I see, and or not, Andrew, uh, Stefan Nozen. I've seen his name floated around. Um, and one name that does stick out to me, and I'll get your thoughts on that, is Ryan Suzuki, first-round draft pick from a couple years ago. Out of all the Ford group there in Chicago, who do you think could we potentially be seeing on opening night? Because I do think we will see some of them on opening night. Yeah, my money, if I was a bet online person, my money is all on Jack Drury. Um, kind of cosm- common wisdom about around the Wolves, uh, talking to people with the team. They're the, basically, they're like, we're never seeing this kid again. Um, mm-hmm. he, he is someone who could easily slot into that bottom six, I think can play up. Uh, he's a player who noticeably got better as the season went on, just exploded in the playoffs. Um, this kid is NHL ready. Um, there might be some blips along the way because there always are for anyone making mm-hmm. that jump, but but I think that he's he's your number one target for looking uh, for players from the Wolves to come up, uh, especially at the beginning of the season. Um, you mentioned Stefan Nason. I think that he he's a guy like having talked with him all last season. Like I'm rooting for him. Um, I think he's probably more of a you know now there is that hole in the bottom six because of Stephen Lawrence, so he could possibly fit into that role. Um, he seems more of a, you know, someone's injured. We need someone to just come up and play 10 minutes mm-hmm. a night. Um, but I think that he, he, you know, he's a guy that plays the game the right way. He's, you know, responsible with the puck. Like I don't watch him and think like, you know, holy crap, what have you done? Um, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's 29, so he's not a prospect, but if you're, if you need someone to come up and play who has, he has 200 some NHL games experience, um, if you need someone who comes to come up, who knows how it goes, you can call him up. Um, Ryan Suzuki is really interesting. He missed most of the season, all of the playoffs with injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a really kind of frustrating year for him. It seemed like anytime he'd kind of get in the groove of things, something else would happen and he'd miss time. 
Um, I have no updates on him. I don't know, you know, what I, I think there was at one point a head, a head hit to the head. So that probably some sort of concussion guess, you know, a guess. Um, so I think that he, he would have to have a really strong camp to make the, the hurricanes at the beginning of the season. Um, otherwise I think that he will be best served playing a full season or getting in a big chunk of games, uh, he, you know, with the wolves to really get in a rhythm. Um, but it was disappointing to see him, uh, you know, missed so much time because it really felt like this was the year he should have taken that next step up to be someone who you would think would be kind of the next man up. But, uh, you know, the injuries really set him back. Um, I, he did really improve defensively uh, in the games that he played. He was out there on the penalty kill and everything. Uh, and, and so really clearly understands the message that if you want to play for Rod Brindamore, you have to be able to play defense. And he was noticeably working on that um, over the past season. So, He's a long shot, I think, for the beginning of the season. He could be a later half of the year uh, guy up, but I think that I think they're probably going to want to see him play a consistent chunk of games before you know promoting him. Yeah, because you know, looking at him, he's again very interesting. He's dealt with a lot of injuries. Mm -hmm. I remember he had that orbital bone injury a while back as well mm -hmm. that set him out forever, and. You know, just kind of thinking back, you know, when he got drafted, he was a first round draft pick a few years ago. And then, you know, whenever things went to the bubble in Toronto for that playoff, he was on that initial yeah. roster because it was an expanded roster for those that don't remember. And then, you know, it got changed up and then he was pulled off of it. And then, you know, because of COVID, you know, he couldn't, he was able to play some games in the AHL at first because he was still in juniors him along with Seth Jarvis and a couple other folks were granted that uh, opportunity there and then uh, juniors got their stuff together and they had to go back and then he spent last year in the AHL didn't play a lot but it's very interesting because he's a guy that has a lot of potential I mean we look at what his brother's doing mm -hmm. you know his brother's killing it and you know the very next draft, you know, they took Seth Jarvis. Mm -hmm. Seth Jarvis bypassed AHL in times playing the NHL and playing really good. Not a guy that's just, you know, the bottom six, mm -hmm. you know, just out there. You know, he's playing on the top two lines, going out there and being a big part of the team. So it, it's a little weird. Yeah, he got bypassed by Seth Jarvis. Again, a lot of stuff setting him back, but it's one of those things, you know, just kind of want to see him, you know, get healthy and be able yeah. to make that take that next step yeah yeah I think he has a ton of potential it's just a shame that he hasn't you know played in 30 some games last year and that's not really enough to get a big a big read on what he can bring night in and night out so I, I think you know for for Hurricanes fans who are like oh ready to throw in the towel and Ryan Suzuki like pump the brakes I, I, I exactly. think that, you know you need to be patient with him um, I, I don't think that, you know, it's not like he's constantly re-injuring the same knee or something. It's just been a series of very unfortunate events that have been holding him back. I wouldn't say he's injury prone. I would just say that he's gotten just some really bad luck lately. Yeah. And I will say, you know, one thing that I do think is on his side is that he's still young. You mm -hmm. know, he's younger than both of us. Yeah. So, and obviously that makes us one feel really old, but also, you know, optimistic for the future because he isn't you know like uh stefan knows 29 right. years old yeah you know, all right you're constantly getting hurt at that age mm -hmm. 
not looking too hot. Uh, yeah. But you know, he still is really young. He still has that uh, young man you know, type healing. You know, he can mm-hmm. heal a lot quicker than you or I could. Yeah. So that is one thing that does help him. And I think, you know, coming into the season for the Wolves or Hurricanes, you know, you never know what could happen. I do think they definitely need to ease him in, mm-hmm. not throw him up on top two lines right. or anything, give him top two line minutes. No, I do think he needs to be either a third or fourth line guy, you know, get those minutes and ease into it. Play yeah. up into the lineup here as he gets, you know, healthier, stronger, mm-hmm. strengthens these injuries. And then, you know, maybe not this coming season, but the following season, mm-hmm. maybe that's when he makes the jump up. Yeah. I think that's the best scenario for him right now. Again, could very well be wrong. He could pull a Seth Jarvis, have mm-hmm. a hell of a training camp, and basically force Rod Brindamore's hand into, yeah. all right, you're on the opening night roster, kid. You know? Yeah, You never know what could happen, but I do think that is – if he can stay held, that's probably the most likely outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a guy who he gets hot for like a streak of games and they bring him up just to, you know, kind of as a reward teams do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, this guy had a great two weeks. Let's bring him up. Um, can I give you my one dark horse pick for, uh, yeah. for the hurricanes? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my, my one dark horse, like I wouldn't put money on it, but um, Vasily Ponomarev who came over at the end of the season uh, from the KHL, a mm-hmm. uh, young guy, uh, just slotted in perfectly. You would never know that these were his first games in North America. Um, he was someone who kind of played in the bottom six with um, Jamison Reese a lot. Uh, you know, he had 10 points in 11 games in the regular season. Uh, also, you know, played in the playoffs uh, and, you know, was getting power play, power play time, I think, was getting penalty kill time. Uh, so they just threw him right into it. Um, he had six points in 18 games in the playoffs. Um, and I think that he is a player who adapts very quickly to whatever he's facing. He looked like a natural uh, when he came when he came in. There was no real adjustment time. And Ryan Rosowski immediately started to trust him to put him in important situations. So, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily a guy I'd put in for opening night, but uh, you know, I, is there a chance he ends up in a Hurricanes jersey for a couple games this season? I, I wouldn't say no. Uh, he really impressed um, at the AHL level uh, as a guy who can you just put him in, a, in the lineup and go. Very much you know, a Hurricanes thing, you know, mm-hmm. getting Russians and then them, <laughs> you know, just killing it in North America. Andrei Sveshnikov, uh, mm-hmm. Pyotr Kochekov, you know, yeah, make the move on over, and you know, they're you never know, yeah. <laughs> you never know. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting to see because, like I said, you know, defensemen maybe we see someone, maybe we don't, mm-hmm. but forwards, we're going to see someone make the jump up, unless the Hurricanes make some sort of move. It is only July 23rd, you know, there's still plenty of time for them to make a trade sign someone mm-hmm. stuff can still happen yeah and so obviously you know with this you know we're talking about guys making the jump up it's not a guarantee that it's gonna happen yeah uh they very well could bring someone else in but if standing right now jack dury for sure he's gonna be in an nhl uniform next year for sure yeah. on opening night yeah. and 
you know, Trip Tracy, he'll more than likely from what I'm seeing, he'll be back, you know, calling, you know, color mm-hmm. commentary. So, you know, for Trip to be able to call, you know, his nephew's games, that's yeah. going to be great oh, that's for him. Right. That's right. I yep. forgot about that. Oh, that would yep. be a big deal. Yeah, I know. I remember whenever Jack scored his first goal last year. I believe we were at that game, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. Because <laughs> it was the game against the Kings, I believe, correct? I think. I think so. We're just going to say it is. I like I like it if it is. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Um, but I remember, you know, seeing like the replays, you know, from the broadcast and Trip mm-hmm. being like super hyped about yeah. that. So I'm very excited for him to be able to call his nephew's games on a regular basis not you know every now and again where he gets the call up i'm very excited for that it's going to be great trip is also absolutely ripped now i don't I know that man <laughs> absolutely crazy cannot wait to hear him back on the call as well can't wait to see these other guys uh potentially suiting up for the hurricanes as well but we're talking about these wolf guys that we could be seeing make the jump up and be suiting up for the hurricanes but the Hurricanes have also made other moves this offseason that we alluded to earlier. And Sarah, I'm going to want to get your thoughts on those moves right after this quick break. All right, folks, and we are back. And Sarah, we discussed the Chicago Wolves players that we could potentially see suiting up for the Hurricanes next year. But the Hurricanes made a lot of moves this offseason. Some moves we like, some moves we don't. Uh, obviously, Stephen Lawrence uh, getting traded. That's a gut punch, but I do think you know he was a guy that was expendable. You know, need a rider leaving in free agency. That one really hurts. Uh, but Hurricanes have added some new pieces. The two biggest ones being acquiring Brent Burns from San Jose in that Stephen Lawrence trade and getting Max Patrady for almost nothing at all from Vegas. Literally, like I still like that trade was just unbelievable. Like they just were like, here, have one of the best scorers in the league. Have fun. Um, I I was really impressed by those moves. Yeah, like losing Nino just stinks. Um, you know, that's I think he's very underrated in how good he is. Uh, I think a lot of people just don't notice, but he's always been you know a, a really high end player in terms of offense. So that's going to be a big hole for for the for, not the Wolves for the Hurricanes to fill. Um, yeah, they pulled off two trades that. I did not think were going to happen, you know, especially for what they gave up. Um, Again, Vegas got literally nothing. (laughs) I think it was a conditional fourth or third round or something like that. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Next Um, to nothing. Yeah. And so it does sort of change the picture for some of the Wolves guys looking to make that jump up. Um, You know, obviously getting Brent Burns and Dylan Coughlin changes the defense a little bit but knowing you have the whole left from tony d'angelo knowing you know question mark about ethan bear question mark about um jake gardner um i I think there's still room for someone to come up uh and you know if it's a guy like jalen chatfield would be okay being the the guy who gets rotated in and out of the lineup and everything um Mm -hmm. i will say dylan coglin uh used to be a wolf uh because vegas was previously the Wolves affiliate. And so I covered him when he was in the AHL previously. Uh, And I didn't see a ton of him in the NHL because why would I want to watch Vegas Golden Knights games? Uh, But, uh, but I always, uh, he's another player who over his tenure in the AHL got better. You could see him make improvements and adjustments to his game. uh, And I think has a, you know, really well-deserved NHL stint. 
Um, I wouldn't expect him to get sent back down. Um, I, I think he's been an NHL regular for the past season or so, but um, you know, he, at least as a person, he's a really nice guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, very, very easy to talk to very nice. Just, just, just a good kid. Um, so, so you are getting a good one there uh, in Dylan Coglin. Uh, but I think it does muddy the picture a little bit for, you know, more than one AHL guy to make that jump up. Yeah. And the defense is really interesting because your top pairing, you know, that's where Tony D'Angelo was. Mm-hmm. So you figure Brent Burns is going to slot in right there next mm-hmm. to Jacob Slate. Second pairing, that's not going to change. That's still going to be Brady Shea and Brett Pesci. Yeah. Third pairing is where we have the question marks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where, Ian Cole uh, was an Ethan Bear whenever he was playing, and Brendan Smith would be slotting in right there as well. They're on that third pairing. Ethan Bear is the only one that's there that's still here, and that's still a bit of a question mark uh, mm-hmm. because he hasn't re-signed an extension. Uh, I believe he filed for arbitration, but I'm not a hundred intent, not a hundred percent sure on that. But I'm like ninety percent sure mm-hmm. he did. So. You know, we'll see how that goes of whether, you know, they, what happens, uh, whether they ship them off or, or what. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Gardner, again, is a guy that he's cleared, but is he going to play? Because right, right now, folks are, you know, just going off of what we got right now, Ethan Bear and Jake Gardner on that third right. pair. But one thing that kind of was a little bit of an eyebrow raise, not much because it's not a real big deal, but Hurricanes, you know, put out the number that Dylan Coglin is going to be wearing mm-hmm. next year. I believe it's going to be 15, uh, but they put that out. You know, that's something they haven't done for Lane mm-hmm. Pedersen that they picked up in that uh, Brent Burns trade. Mm-hmm. So, all right, you gave him his number. Brent Burns and Max Pacioretty got those. Those are guys mm-hmm. that are going to be on the roster. So you imagine Coglin is going to be on the roster. Are you rolling with an extra defenseman again this year? Is Ethan Bear going to be the odd man out again? Mm-hmm. or are you shipping someone up it's very it's definitely a question mark there of what happens because again forwards we're pretty confident mm-hmm. jack's gonna make the jump up the defense is that's the juicy meat of the offseason yeah. of what the hurricanes are going to be doing yeah especially if they can't move jake gardner if he's approved to play and they're like, we don't need you, but they can't find anyone to take him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's $4 million uh, right, his salary. Yeah. And we keep hearing from, you know, anonymous sources and GMs and whatever, that it's just really hard to move money right now, I guess, unless you're Vegas who can give Max Pacioretty away. Um, you know, so it, it could be that Jake Gardner is on the roster just because they ran out of places to send him that didn't involve paying a price that they didn't want to pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. exactly. I do imagine, yeah, because he does have $4 million salary. Mm-hmm. If he does get traded, imagine the Hurricanes are going to have to do like San Jose had to do yeah. and retain some salary. Mm-hmm. Um, where he would go, I, I don't know. I would like to see him suit up for the Hurricanes because now he's had time to get healthy. You know, he he's missed a lot of time uh, yeah. between all of last season and the season before, you know, just being hurt and, mm-hmm. you know, not playing as much and not playing as well as we know he can. Yeah. So I like I want to see what he can do. I don't want them to just ship him off 
you know, not even give him a chance post-surgery. Right. But it's also one of those things, got to do what's best for business. Just yeah. like trading Stephen Lawrence, yeah, it sucked because he's a really good player and a guy that I think, is he necessarily a top-line guy? No. But I do think he could, in time, maybe a, maybe be a middle six guy, mm-hmm. you know, kind of you know, more of a third-line guy that plays on the second line as well. Yeah. I do think he has that potential for San Jose, but, you know, sacrifices have to be made, and we'll see what happens with Jake Gardner and Ethan Bear. Yeah. It's a mystery. Yeah, it, it is a mystery. And, again, it's July 23rd. There's yeah. still a lot of offseason left. Yeah. And a lot of time for moves to be made. And I guarantee you we're going to see more moves. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of what these moves are going to be. And that's just something we're going to have to wait and see about. But in the meantime, while we wait for those moves, Sarah, where can the folks find you now? So you can find me on Twitter at right said Sarah. It's W-R-I-T-E said Sarah with an H. Uh, Kane's Country is at Kane's Country on Twitter. Uh, also Kane'sCountry.com where I post regular Wolves articles talking about your favorite prospects and everyone's favorite Russian goaltender. Yep, of course. And as always, you guys can follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode.